Hello and welcome to Bevies of the Boys, episode 39, this multiversal episode of Bevies of the Boys. Ooh, I like what you've done there. Very good, very, very good, if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> My name is, of course, Kieran, and I am, of course, here with Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello, Tom. Very funny, as always. It's um, never going to change. <laughs> I, every time I try and think, oh, what quirky thing can I say now? And my brain just spews it out. Oh, very. I'm, I'm impressed every week. You never mm. let down. Um, we are, of course, a couple of Marvel soy boys who cannot wait to tell you about our favourite film and TV so, uh, franchises. Um, but do not fear. We are not going to talk spoilers for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness or Moon Knight until later in the episode. So I'll probably pop in the description of this or on the title card or whatever. Um when that will happen, so don't worry, we're not suddenly going to tell you that Yogi Bear shows up in Multiverse of Madness. Oh no, I've accidentally <laughs> let it slip. Um, but yeah, so do not fear. Um, we're going to talk about that a bit later. But before we get to that, Tom, I have a one-two punch of a double rant. Do you mind listening okay. to one-two punches? <laughs> you, you just vent all of your aggression to me. So my first, I'll start with the one which you probably can definitely empathize with and we'll have an opinion on and then i'll just do my pointless okay. kieran is angry at something that doesn't matter rant. <laughs> <laughs> i like kieran so, angry time it, always, it so makes the, me feel better about myself the uh the first one is yesterday um i went to mcdonald's to pick up my mcdonald's order as one does occasionally Absolutely. um and i this is kind of a growing um debate argument call it what you will because I only wanted a very small thing, and I thought it'd be quicker if I park up, go in, order it, Ooh, wait for it, go home. I think I know what you're going to be angry about. I imagine you probably do. Immediately. Um, McDonald's, delivery drivers. <laughs> you know, like, I haven't got yeah. a problem with the delivery drivers themselves, but the entire process, you go into McDonald's now, or most fast food places, um, and if you order it in person and are just a, an average Joe, an average schmuck from the street, if you will, um, you're just stood there for like 20 minutes while they bag up countless delivery orders and people come and go with their big delivery or just eat bags, take them out. And it just feels like the in-person experience for those sort of fast food, QSR, call them what it's you will, restaurants. done. It's shit. It's done. Yeah. Um, but I am very angry at this. And yet at the same time... I know for a fact that if I order something through Deliveroo and it says it's going to take upward of half hour, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. So I'm kind of my own worst enemy. Um, what What are your thoughts, Tom? You love McDonald's. You uh, love the Ronald King himself. I've been well known to love the Ronald King. Sometimes you a have. colonel in, in the occasion where I want to taste myself. Not taste myself, <laughs> treat myself. <laughs> I walk into a KFC just licking my arm. It's a really Didn't fun Marilyn thing Didn't Marilyn Madsen remove two ribs so he could uh, taste himself? <laughs> yeah, do some fellatio. Bit of sloppy oh. topping. Oh, you made it. Oh, that's not a euphemism. You're just straight up that going, is. yes, he wanted to suck his own penis. <laughs> that's every middle school in the world knows that as the rumour. Every person in the world knows it and it has never been true and never that's will what be true. The, um, that's what the Fleetwood Mac album Rumours is actually alluding to. <laughs> Marilyn Manson just removed, just a hacksaw yeah. in himself. If you play the album backwards, they just say, Marilyn Manson took two ribs out so he could suck his own penis <laughs> and it just loops. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <laughs> you were going to respond. <laughs> I read to win ourselves. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was oh delivery! I just took a drink and I almost sprayed it all over my computer. Uh, yeah, having to wait when you go in and collect one. like McDonald's or whatever. 
Yeah, uh, I I fall in the same category as you. Of I, in occasion, order delivery. That was just my speaker doing something. Um, <laughs> uh, this has gone to chaos. Uh, this is mental. What was I gonna fucking say? Yes, I think they should have separate little boofy bits. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, it would mean because it is, it is a bustling trade to do delivery it's gone mental especially during the pandemic and over that course it has shown that it's bustling industry so it is worth having the extra staff on just to cater for that Mm. obviously i don't know i've never worked in mcdonald's i don't know how that'll work for kitchen space and whatnot um but i think having a separate just a separate place for them to stand would I think alleviate a lot of problems because you sort of go no. in and then this happened to me all the time where I'm like front of the queue ordering and then as I'm literally just talking to the person placing my order someone just comes up and dumps a bag next to me and just kind of stares at me until I like back up a bit and then they go where's the order <laughs> I'm like man please I was yeah. I was having a, a conflab with the yeah, lovely staff no so yeah, um, I've, I've it's have you ever heard needed. of um have you ever heard of ghost kitchens? No. Is it some kind of spooky Gordon Ramsay? Oh, it's horrifying. But special. basically, <laughs> basically, ghost kitchens are this, um, I'd say emerging, they're quite a popular concept in the States. And they are essentially um, unbranded units where multiple restaurants, um, usually smaller businesses that can't afford their own restaurants, yeah. will just cook things to for delivery there's no eating space there's no dining space it's a kitchen and loads of restaurants work within the one space um because it saves them on cost and it saves everything and then delivery drivers or whatever will just go there collect the things take them out i feel like companies like mcdonald's are so big that particularly they can in get a I couple mean, of spooky kitchens well they could get, <laughs> in like london and big cities where i imagine i mean i'm complaining about this i live on the outskirts of colchester where the nearest mcdonald's to me is like not in the middle of a city like it shouldn't be insanely busy um but i feel like in big city locations they could probably afford to open like multiple of their own ghost kitchens which are exclusively order things which yeah. means that if you go into the restaurant you're only there to you know as a normal customer to collect or sit in and eat your food and i just feel like that would alleviate the problem immediately because then people like you and me could get the best of both worlds where if we want to be lazy fuckers and just order it um you know it goes straight to the ghost kitchen order yeah. whereas if we want to go in uh then you can i mean obviously that's not a viable model for you know smaller or mid- medium kind of brands that um, can't afford to build like multiple versions of their own restaurant in the same area. Mm. But for places like McDonald's, where this does seem to be the main issue, it's like fucking you've got unlimited money. Ron, I've seen Ronald's <laughs> fucking fat wallet. Just um, he's just got build lined one. pockets, boys. <laughs> he but has. He's 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 the true prince clown of uh, burgers. <laughs> like like with Ethan Hawke and Moon Knight walking instead of like glass in the bottom of the thing. It's just pennies. He's just they're all rolling around him. He's chingling. He comes down he's the street. Chingling. Chingling. <laughs> what a word that everyone uses. <laughs> no, Do not talk about Moon Knight yet. This is no, not the Moon no, Knight segment. Moon Knight You're not allowed. <laughs> Especially not the Hawkster. Uh, but does someone like McDonald's, would you say, do they still need a massive dine-in capability? Because every time I've walked past any fast food place recently, there's been like maybe two people sitting and eating. Everyone else has either taken it away or it's delivery. 
I mean, this is a massive overhaul, but what a lot of restaurants are doing in the States, which I imagine we'll start seeing over the next few years in light of the pandemic and in light of what you've just said, that people don't eat in as often, Mm. is the eat-in locations become massively scaled down, which then allows them to ramp up those kind of delivery ones. So you may have seating just that accommodates, I don't know, 20 people max. Uh, But you say that, I mean, the one nearest to me, the McDonald's near me, does have quite a lot of people there often but it's kind of based in the middle of like a lot of housing as opposed to in the middle of a city um but no i mean i think there is demand for both those kind of things but it's just an annoying thing that is uh, it's annoying because i'm on both sides of the (laughs) argument at once like you like i like delivering things and wanting that convenience you can never be satisfied well you could like eliza hamilton says (laughs) everyone who the fuck is liza hamilton yeah, uh, from the, the hit musical Hamilton. Oh, okay. There you go. I that's understand. that's the fun fruit. I try to add cultured jokes onto this show, and well, you shoot me McDonald's down. McDonald's rant. Yeah, <laughs> McDonald's is culture. Um, my other rant, if you will permit, is I'll just uh, about my Instagram algorithm, <laughs> um, which I think I've broken because all of the reels now. Uh, so for people who don't know, reels on Instagram are essentially just TikTok. They're just short meme videos, whatever. Um, Mine are now all, and I don't know how this happened. I'm not into this kind of world. Mine are all just of like hustle culture where every single one is some like 70 year old maniac who probably has a billion dollars being like, if you save $2 a day from when you're first conceived until now, you can have a billion by the time you're 100. And it's like, oh, great. Thanks. That's a sound financial plan. The black and white with the dude in the suit. You you want to be an alpha? Get into stock trading. It's straw. That's usually you, though, isn't it? You, I know. I, mean, I, I, I walk into your house and just kick your door open in my suit and scream stocks and then run away into the night. We haven't uh, we haven't really touched upon it on the podcast, but you oh, are we're something not going of a, to. You're my financial <laughs> advisor, and let's just say, boy, oh boy, have I lost a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hold my hands up on that one. Sorry, boys. I'm, I'm, I'm glad about the crushing debt we're now both under. Yeah. So uh, I'll be evicted from my house soon. Someone has got... to finance my alpha lifestyle and it's going to be you. I've got a fun punk podcast anecdote while I'm living on the streets because <laughs> you've made me lose all my money. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I know the algorithm is technically based off things you watch, but I don't know how this has happened because I resent that kind of, you know, I understand. I mean, I think people who are self-made and all that stuff, entrepreneurial, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a very admirable lifestyle that has a lot of, you know, challenges and difficulties. But mm. um, it's just there's like insane things where it's like I sleep one hour a night and I work. I hustle the other 20 two they can't even do the maths and then they're like yeah. and now i finally be able to earn 10 pounds on the horse races it's like oh wow <laughs> thanks tim <laughs> like, I, I constantly feel like those kind of videos and things are trying to outdo themselves because i did mm. once go down the rabbit hole of like seeing like super successful entrepreneurs um sort of like uh, morning routines and shit like that which now looking back, I'm like, that was a completely pointless rabbit hole. But each yeah. vid- each one is like, they're trying to one-up. So it's like, oh, I wake up at five in the morning and get the grind. And the next one's like, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and start my... T- and then it's, it gets like free... Th- at that point, you're just like, you, you still need to sleep, man. It doesn't matter. You're just going to bed like at seven o'clock at night. You're not hustling. Yeah. You're sleeping. But um, I think those ones where it's like, 
black and white with quotes on the screen, so a lot of those absolutely have to be made by some kind of AI by this point, because the captions on screen often, if it's a word like there, it will always have the wrong spelling of it, um, which makes me think it's like some kind yeah, of transcription tool. And also the editing on them is sometimes really odd of what they'll crop and like what they'll include, because some of them are just like some old rich white guy ranting like, there's no motivation to them. It's just some guy being like, men back in my day, we wouldn't cry. We'd just make the money and then it will end and then it will loop. And it's like, okay, so where's the lesson from this? <laughs> like, I think it is just some kind of algorithm AI thing being yeah. like, these are, Kieran wants to watch these. Let's make them bespoke for him. Um, and it's it's maddening. You've um, got a little robot but, patrol just for you. And that should be heartwarming oh, for you. It's nightmarish. Um I mean, unless you have any other anecdotes, we may have reached the spoiler section of the podcast. I don't. I well, no. I I had one uh, that I I just had a random memory of what I think it only clicked onto me the other day of what I th- I think I found one of the worst jobs to do, and I thought it was one of the best jobs. Okay, and that was. Uh, I'm currently planning stag do's and stuff like that. It's getting wedding season. It's going to be fun. And a, a big activity a lot of people do is paintballing. You're aware of the concept of paintballing. I very much enjoy paintballing. I haven't been in at least a decade, but yeah, I like paintballing. Yeah. I went a couple times as a kid and I have this vivid memory of when I was a kid, for because I went for my birthday, which is a good fun time, uh, there was someone there on like the last like hour, they had someone called the Terminator who had like <laughs> a full like Terminator costume and he walks out and he's got a special gun. And it's the the Terminator has a, a level of health. And if you take down all his health and you're the person who killed him, you get the special gun. So everyone's like, fuck yeah, we'll do it. And it's only, it dawned on me, I think like last week, I was just thinking about paintballing and went back. That essentially what they're saying is they've just got like this underpaid employee, dressed him up, <laughs> pushed him out into a field of 12 yards <laughs> to get shot at for an indiscriminate amount of time until he gets bored and goes, I've had enough lads, there you go. And then just walks away. <laughs> Yeah, I never actually thought of it like that. Yeah. That's that's pretty horrendous. I doubt he was just broke the willing. illusion for me. Yeah. Well, now you're an adult and you can look back and go, "Oh man, we were just shithead kids bullying an underpaid employee <laughs> and filling him full of paint." Yeah. Um, I need to go paintballing again. I do enjoy it. Well, hopefully, oh, I will. Yeah, as you say, we're, you're organising stag do's, and yeah. I, I may be on one of those. We'll see. Who knows? Um, I'll kick you times. to the curb. Boy, anyway, this is going to be spoilers for both Moon Knight and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So if you haven't seen both of those, if you At don't the want to same know time, about them... They're the same uh, show. <laughs> I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be shouting about uh, Doctor Strange. Tom's going to be shouting about Moon Knight. So it's going to be indecipherable. Um, yeah. But If you play our shouting backwards, you can hear that Marilyn Manson removed two ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey. Um, okay, so this is your final warning in three, two... One okay, let's talk about uh, Moon Knight first. So Moon, Moon Knight, first. we kind of did a few semi week to week reviews, and then we sort of went quiet on it because you were catching up on episodes, and I didn't yeah. care about it. Um, <laughs> so you started incredibly strong, and you said to me that Moon Knight. At one point, you said to me, I think it was on the fifth episode. It's probably your favorite Marvel series. Yeah. Now last night we caught up when we went to go see Doctor Strange, and we didn't speak about it in depth. But you said the ending was pretty shit. Uh, would you care uh, to elaborate? I didn't say it was pretty shit. I said it was pretty shit. You I were, said it was. You still shit. weren't favourable. Okay, there you go. Yeah. No, it's um, they really Game of Thrones it, which I'm happy is a verb now. 
where it went so well. It's uh, six episodes in total. Until episode five, I was I was in it. I'm like, this is fucking fantastic. And they're going to have a great finale. And then they just cocked it up at the end. Mm. Which um, I think the reason they did it was... I don't, it both felt rushed and unrushed in the same time. Like there was some great scenes, great choreography. Everything in it was really good. But they just didn't like the ending fight. They literally just cut off the half of it, and yeah. it makes it makes sense for it because uh, it's playing into this idea of a third personality, and then everyone's supposed to be like, "Whoa, what the fuck just happened?" But going in, it was supposed to be a limited series where it was just we didn't know if there'd be a season two. It was just going to be season one, and then it all ends that way. And you're like, well, they've just done that so they can have a second season now. I want it to be yeah. self-contained. Little, little just Moon Knight running around on his own. One season, job done. So, I mean, episode five that you raved about, I hadn't watched it by the time you you had said about it. So I watched it um, a few days after we spoke about it last time. But episode mm. five, I think it's called Asylum, is basically a lot of backstory into Stephen Grant and uh, Mark Spector and how those personalities manifested and just kind of a look into the origins, I suppose, of the Moon Knight character while also you can't really tell what's real. There's like scenes within this asylum. There's Egyptian gods. There's all kind of craziness. Um, I think like you, I think that was the highlight because that was kind of what I wanted from the entirety of the series because it is a very bizarre, relatively unknown kind of concept for the masses. So you could kind of go crazy with it. Like, why not? Um, But then the finale was just kind of a bit paint by numbers where it was just oh they team up to fight the bad guy and it's like of course that's got to happen yeah but then like so i mean jumping forward a little bit did you watch the post credit scene for the final I, episode i did watch the post credit scene for the final episode so that showcases that i i mean i don't really understand what that show so so ethan hawk is the villain the post credit scene shows that he's in his own little um insane asylum psychiatric hospital whatever you want to call it yeah um and then is taken out, uh, wheeled out of the hospital by a third personality, or who isn't Stephen Grant or Mark Spector. I can't remember. Is Do you know Jake, the guy's name? Is either Jake Longley or Jake Lockley? Yes, One Jake of the Lockley. Two. That's it. There you go. Um, and he's like a Spanish-speaking hitman, essentially, who still works with the Egyptian god um, to, I don't know, kill bad people. But then, so I didn't quite, and you might be able to elaborate on this, I didn't quite understand that final scene. Does that mean that Ethan Hawke's villain was never actually, like, what What happened? Why was was he in the hospital? Because he got hit in the head during that big final fight? Was he always there? Well, like. I- I don't know, because they, they have, like, the final fight and the final climactic thing, and then uh, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, Moon Knight, is like, no, I'm not going to kill this dude, even though I've killed hundreds of people, but yeah. this is my redemption bit. Ain't ain't going to touch him. He's, we'll send him into a psychiatric unit, is what I can imagine they did, because he's now possessed with an Egyptian god. They kind of became, like, one mortal being, so he went mental. But then as soon as he's out of the asylum, he seems normal. So I'm like, is he just putting it on in the asylum to like stay safe and not be in prison? Who knows? Um, but then they immediately just turn around and shoot him. Yeah. Like it, Which... within 10 minutes in a post credit scene. And that's... Yeah. I, I didn't enjoy or appreciate that. Um, I always thought there was going to be Jake Lockley as an appearance in it. I thought he was going to come in more promptly in the final episode. But no, again, they, it's just stuff they put off for a second season. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, they kind of tease this third possible personality throughout the series, like where he keeps mm. blacking out and stabbing people and going crazy. And like, um, it's a shame. I, I never thought I'd say this. It's a shame it's only six episodes, because while some of these Marvel series, sometimes it can feel like there's filler episodes, even though there's only six with this one, it feels like it would have really benefited from making it 10 and yeah gradually kind of foreshadowing introducing this idea that there's a third personality more and then showing it i mean as you say the only time that you really see this third personality is in the final one minute post credit sequence and it's like well that almost feels like a much more interesting story than the entire rest of the yeah. series like that's that's kind of the you know because oscar isaacs i think without him i would not give a shit about this series oh no like, he, he was I, as much as i didn't like it he is a phenomenal actor and playing both of those characters with the slight different nuances he is incredible in it yeah He's really, really good. Um, I mean, the supporting cast around him beyond Ethan Hawke, I didn't really care about. I can't remember the name of his love interest, but she was okay. Um, but it's this is the problem with it only being a six-episode miniseries when you're then introducing loads of new characters. It was okay mm. when it was like WandaVision or um, the Loki series because you know those characters. They've been built up over loads of films. But with this, you've got to introduce the concept of Moon Knight, introduce all the supporting characters, introduce a villain, make it realist, make it believable, and then within six episodes, conclude the entire thing. And it's like, maybe that's slightly too much to try and do. That's like, at the end of this month, we've got the Obi-Wan series coming out, which I know you're fucking off, bouncing off the walls excited, excited for. Yeah. I'm also really excited run at a that. wall and scream Obi-Wan <laughs> until I fall down. I'm um I'm also really excited for that. Not just because Ewan McGregor is amazing. I rewatched Train Spotting recently, and he's just great. Um, but also because they they can kind of skip that. This is who Obi Wan is, and just make it a really engaging, interesting character development upon what we already know. Yeah. Um. So I mean, if they're gonna do a second season of Moon Knight, maybe this can be salvageable. But they haven't confirmed that. As far as I'm aware, Oscar Isaacs has said like he doesn't know what's happening with it. Um. And I don't know, if this is the last we see of it, it's like, oh, that's a shame. It just leaves a a bad taste in your mouth. Exactly. And it was a really interesting idea and concept. And you've just kind of got, oh, they have a big fight at the end. And then they kill the main villain in a final uh, post credit scene just by shooting him in the head. Cool. Um, So (laughs) I don't know. Um, I'm I'm torn on it because it has some quite high highs. But ultimately, if, if we're looking at consistency, like I think... I might have to say that Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably the best Marvel series just because it's not like phenomenal, yeah. but it doesn't have any super weak moments at all. No, I I, I really did enjoy Hawkeye. Um, yeah, but I was half into Hawkeye. The inclusion of the Kingpin fire is sort of felt and Vincent D'Offero felt underutilized in the nicest way. Yeah. Whereas he could have been... A, I know they wanted to save it for a bigger reveal. I just... That's the thing that I'm not loving about Marvel recently is it seems that they're going more for impact moments and big reveals rather yeah. than substantial story. Like even in Moon Knight, there's the big reveal of Jake Lockley. It it didn't need to be a big reveal. It could have been a nice organic story moment where every, everyone knows what is going on going into that. Everyone knows there's a third personality. It's not a surprise to anybody. So why they did it that way, I I don't know. Yeah, it's um, it felt kind of unearned, I think. And like, I mean, we'll come to with 
uh, Multiverse of Madness, the whole reveal and cameo culture and everything that's kind of been, mm. I mean, not created by, but especially propelled by um, Spider-Man No Way Home. But yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely the case with Moon Knight. Like, there, there is ways to steadily introduce or even do a reveal for that third personality that is... Uh, I don't know, just feels a bit more organic and like it fits with the show. And uh, it almost felt like it was a fairly underwhelming ending. So they had that sudden, oh my God, shocking third personality to try and make people have this fond, like final memory of the show. Whereas if you look at it overall, episode five is the most interesting because it's the most strange and out there. The opening episode, actually, I quite enjoyed because again, it's like, you don't really know what's going on. You don't know about any of the personalities. You think that he's just working in this gift shop in the London Museum. Um, but everything between there is just a fairly middling Indiana Jones knockoff that would not be watchable were it not for um, a superhero for costume. Old... Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of, eh, I mean, I, I don't know about you. I'm not going to be revisiting Moon Knight. I will probably nah. watch the second season if it comes out, but I'm not, you know, oh, de- Again, uh, we, we say it. this, but we are simps to the old Marvel Kevin Feige <laughs> overlords where we will, we will watch anything they do and we will mildly be disgruntled about it. We are. Speaking um, of which. I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> so Doctor we, Strange. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam Raimi, came out yesterday as of recording. It'll be a few days um, released by the time that this episode comes out. Um, so, I mean, the most shocking thing for me, before we get into the plot and what what this movie's about and everything, uh, is that you... I suppose we should do that first. We should probably cover, for people who maybe are listening to this and still haven't seen it and don't give a shit... Um, Tom, you're a Marvel boy. This is your oh, responsibility. No. What what is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness about? What is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness about? Uh it is Doctor Strange and he runs into a superpowered teenager called America Chavez, where her super ability is to travel through multiverses. Right. And as it turns out, this is a very coveted power. I'm going to go kind of spoiler free just for this time being, and then we'll quickly swerve into spoilers. Uh, it's very coveted, and therefore she needs to be protected by one Mr. Doctor Strange. But because they can travel through multiverses, sometimes it's more than one Doctor Strange. Sometimes mm. it's other Doctor Strangers. Sometimes it's other Marvel characters. Uh, mm. There's just a, a, a wild, wacky Sam Raimi-based ride through the multiverse and then culminates in a bit of a punch-up, and then it's all okay in the end, like with every Marvel <laughs> film. Beautifully told. Um, so I don't know why you're holding back on spoilers when we've just ruined Moon Knight for everyone. Oh, um, yeah, because fuck the, Moon Knight. <laughs> the main villain of this movie, as some people may not know, is uh, Wanda Maximoff, also known as the Scarlet Witch. Um, this is essentially, this film acts as a sequel to WandaVision, um, which was basically, you know, Wanda imprisoned an entire town with her mind and by the end of that lets them all go and goes and becomes a recluse off in the woods somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was... There's a lot of hype behind this film. There's been a lot of talk for a while about these massive cameos and people were saying Tom Cruise was going to be Iron Man and we were maybe going to see Wolverine and all this kind of stuff, um, which may lead into my question for you, Tom, which yeah. was that when we came out the cinema... I was frankly shocked because I didn't love the movie at all. But no. you, as the number one Marvel simp that we know, yeah. um, were also fairly underwhelmed. Yeah, like, did. What, what happened? I didn't like it. Uh, I, I think it was difficult 
for any movie to live up to the level of hype that it did get. It kind of just got the hype out of nowhere as well, where people were just mm. like, well, everybody's going to be in it. And then I think that immediately has contrasts to like Endgame or No Way Home, which we just saw, which was massive, massive cameos. And I will say uh, this movie, as far as I'm aware, doesn't have many massive, massive cameos. It has one that everybody kind of knows about, which I'm going to say say is Mr. Patrick Sir Stewart. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say John Krasinski. I think no, that's a bigger that's, shock. That's I see. This is the thing. I think if you're going in watching the Marvel films, you'll be like, "Oh, fantastic! Uh, I recognise Professor Xavier." But if you're going in as a casual thing, you'll just say, "Oh, cool! They got John Krasinski for this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's not. It should have been the fact that it was Reed Richards, but it's more the cameo is more the fact that it's John Krasinski. <laughs> And he's That's just an interesting in a point, film. actually. Yeah, I think the significance, as you say, is that, oh my God, because as we know, like Fox originally owned the characters and now Disney can, so they can use them. Yeah. Um, that should have been the reveal. Yeah, I never considered it like that, is the fact that, yeah, everyone loves John Krasinski and that's essentially a fan casting. Everyone wanted him to be Reed Richards. Mm. Um, but the fact it is John Krasinski takes away from the significance of that reveal. That's, yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. odd. I hadn't put that together, and but that, the, it ruins it. The only way that... I will be. I will see it as a good thing. Is if in the next Fantastic Four movie, John Krasinski is also still Reed Richards. Other Which, than that, he I, dies in this. So I don't know. Well, yeah, but as in that's like multiverse <laughs> shenanigans, isn't it? Well, it's still Reed Richards though, or it's yeah. still. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know how that works. Is he from another universe, or are they saying that that Marvel Illuminati are all based in that world? No, that he goes to? I think what they were saying was the Illuminati was that multiverse's version of the Avengers, oh, because they took out okay. their version of Thanos. Yeah, which is quite funny that Wanda then comes in and murders all of them almost immediately. Yeah, um, which Be- is. I, satisfying i suppose i'll say as as the uber nerd that i am biggest reveal that i was was that um apparently the marvel cinematic universe is set in the 616 universe was that not already established well that's the comic book universe that's like the main marvel universe so whenever they did comic book things they always said oh this universe is the marvel cinematic one like another random number but now they're just co-opting that as well to make it main marvel so it's yeah. just I I'm interested to see what the comics books do now in multiverse things because they're like they're not one to one the same characters because yeah. these movies haven't been on for sixty plus years. Um, I think it's probably important that we cover some of the things we might have liked about Multiverse oh, of yeah. Madness because we have just shat on it and it wasn't an awful movie. I no, think it was lower tier Marvel. I would say um, from a directing point of view, it is probably the most interesting Marvel movie based on the fact that it is probably Marvel's first horror movie, essentially. I uh, I disagree with that term, and that pissed me off, just because they had they had basically positioned this as it's going to be Marvel's horror yeah. movie. And it's still... Look, I know it's a, it's a Disney film, it's a Marvel film, it's not suddenly going to be, you know, incredible violence and gore or whatever. But it had... It had a few, look, I'll, I'll give you this. It had a few good Sam Raimi-isms that I very much enjoyed. A few camera shots that were kind of very similar to things you'd see in Evil Dead. Um, it had some stop motion horror stuff, which was probably my favourite shot of the whole film, where Wanda's kind of crawling through the gong and it's all yeah. creepy and stop motion-y. But beyond that, 
it did kind of feel like they'd let Sam Raimi have like five bits that he could include that were his signature bits and, and the rest of it was went, still just the yeah. Marvel machine. Well, um, you could tell so. from the camera angles though that it was still because Sam Raimi loves getting real close to a face. I imagine shooting oh, yeah. with him is difficult because he just he's right up in there. He's just staring at you. <laughs> um, but we had a lot of those. But for me, that kind of pointed out how bad the CGI was. Yeah, it was a bit rough at parts. I mean, you said when we come out, I didn't really put two and two together. that This was maybe like a, a pandemic film that most of this was kind of filmed during the height of COVID and things. So that, I suppose, explains the... Um, maybe rough around the edges bits because you've also got that in spider-man no way home um uh, some like people have kind of taken screenshots and put them on twitter and things of like oh wow this cg looks awful yeah but i don't know i know look i know that these are you know big cg films just by their nature because it's fantastical characters and superheroes and aliens but i just kind of i'm getting to the point with especially doctor strange and like there's certain marvel films where they just are so not grounded that i just get quite bored by like the you can throw like there's a a really interesting fight scene where um dr strange is like throwing uh music notes uh evil dr strange and like that's probably one of the more yeah that's one of the more creatively interesting i think moments throughout the film but then you've got bits like at the opening where um who we find out isn't our main dr strange but and america chavez are like running through this fantastical realm to try and get this book and there's a big demon chasing them it just looks so unreal and so like just not it it reminded me a lot of spy kids and i don't know why yeah that is a perfect comparison it just looked like something out of spy kids and so i my brain immediately goes oh this doesn't fucking matter and i know that these are big fantastical films but then like avengers endgame you've got these incredible like human moments and like there's just real sort of actual drama and characterization that it's the same reason I don't really give a shit about big monster movies that I know you love, like Godzilla and, you know, I don't know, uh, Pacific Rim and things. Because I'm just like, I don't, this this is just a computer, like I could just play a game. Like this is yeah. the same thing to me. Um, so I don't know, maybe I'm just an old man shouting at a cloud. You but might just I, be <laughs> jaded and, and sad. But I, I think my main issue with Marvel now is it doesn't feel like they're building up to anything anymore. Like obviously, no. we went through a long period of everything was building up to Infinity War and Endgame. That was the big culmination of that Marvel point. Um, but even from like the first Iron Man and like Thor and Captain America, from you could feel a sense of building. Whereas now, I still don't know what they're building for. Are they building for Avengers versus X Men? Are they building up for uh, Kang the Conqueror and doing multiversey stuff? It just, it feels like it's kind of bumbling adventures to bumbling adventures. Yeah, I think um, they have kind of set themselves up to fail with how exceptionally they did build to Endgame. Um, mm. I think I think if they're going towards anything, it's got to be Kang or something multiversal because you've had, you know, No Way Home, now Doctor Strange, you've got the Spider-Verse movie, which I don't know if that'll be tied in, but it's again driving that theme of there's different realities and things. Yeah. Um, Quantumania from... Quantumania, yeah. So it's... uh, But I think I'm just starting to not care as much. And like, as much as you, it might just be that I'm a jaded old man. Like you said yourself that the fifth episode of Moon Knight was the most interesting. And I think it was because it was the most human and there was a lot of character development. Like, the whereas the sixth one, you've got 
a giant um, sort of mummified eagle man fighting a giant uh, alligator, I didn't give a fuck. It's just two giant CGI yeah. monsters. Like, I really enjoyed that fifth one. Um, so... I don't know. Maybe it's just that the maybe Tom. Maybe we're just not becoming Marvel boys anymore. Maybe, maybe this is the beginning cool of the end. Kids. Maybe we're the uncool kids now. I think that's definitely a viable uh, answer. So yeah, you're I'll a loser. It. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's nice to find out this way through an audio me- uh, medium. Have you got any? Uh, have you got any further thoughts on Multiverse of Madness, or should we send I'm this ta- baby I'm home? Just, I'm just disappointed now. I came in quite yeah. hyped, and now I'm just like, oh yeah, did. On retrospect, it was well, it was a C plus B minus movie. It was still a good movie. I don't, I don't want to take that away from it. All of the Marvel films are still good movies, and you will enjoy watching them. But just like it's the what it could have been, the the yeah. wistful thinking, the forlorn lover in me. We'll see. I might. Um, I don't know. I'll probably still watch Marvel stuff for the next few iterations because like I'm really looking forward to Thor Love and Thunder but that's mainly just because of Taika Waititi actually no that's not true Chris Hemsworth as Thor is great and the Guardians Mm. are all really fun to watch but um, yeah maybe I'm kind of slightly slipping away because I just don't really give a Mm. shit about any of this stuff anymore (laughs) Mikey's going to come to your door to get his nails back in you and go no (laughs) (laughs) maybe going to drag you back in maybe um well that brings us to the end of this uh marvelicious episode Ooh. of babies with the boys um tom is shortly running off to the other side of the country to have fun with the boys i'm leaving for a week so you are see you um, loser <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> um so yeah as always follow us on instagram at bev boys pod follow us on facebook babies of the boys follow us on spotify and apple podcasts and all the other podcast platforms um and we will speak to you again very soon bye bye